0: Welcome back to No Class Podcast, the podcast that has unfiltered conversations about everything you didn't learn in school. How are you today, Anthony J?
1: I'm feeling great. The year is up. I'm feeling Feeling good about it. Like most people, I'm ready to be done with that 2020 mess.
0: Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm so happy to hear that you're feeling good, feeling great. How are you? Because, I mean, it has been a lot of chaos going on, but... For the most part, I've been <laughs> stressed, ah. <laughs> stress monsters on my shoulder. But, you know, I am taking time for myself and not feeling as guilty about it. Um, that's one thing that has made me aware. Well, I've been more aware of since everything going on with the pandemic and the quarantining. Um and lately, I have been a little bit more stressed, a few more things on my plate that i would than I would like to, but I am doing a better job of managing them now as I learn to let go of the um times constraints that I put on myself so um, I feel like we all good vibes right now.
1: You're good vibes yeah we you gotta give thing. You give, doing the
0: clan, you have- give the classmates some good some good good juju out here Yes,
1: yeah. <laughs> y'all take some of this and run with it,
0: mm-hmm. it. it's time
1: so we have our opening question mm-hmm. um the um our wrap-up episode as you can probably tell from the title so as we're wrapping up this year we've talked about a lot we've had lots of episodes lots of main topics lots of side conversations within our report cards tell what's been one of your favorite conversations that we've had or one of our favorite episodes?
0: Um, There are so many episodes that we do that I really enjoy. Like, I I love talking about new and different and exciting things all the time with you um, and the guest substitute teachers that we have and our classmates, because there are some people who listen who I get in conversation with and we really thoroughly kind of move past the conversations we have in no class. But one of the best episodes that I can say so far from our fall 20 season has been the myth and meaning of the strong black woman. I've had so many thoughtful and engaging conversations about that um, about the myth of the strong black woman, what it means to be a strong black woman, the pain, the beauty, the love, the joy, all the things. And I am so thankful that you, Anthony J, Maxwell, Shirella and Jasmine um, got to have a conversation with me um, about that topic because it's been something that has permeated in my life for a very long time and um i've been having other conversations with other people and it's been a it's been a challenge for them too so that's been one of my favorites so far um i do have some other favorites but i gotta say that one is the most how about yourself
1: thank you that was a rich episode that was rich i'm glad that you came up with that topic um it was like we need to talk about it was like we gotta talk about it like now and then when it happened, it was like, yeah, that was worth all that. Um, mine is probably, I'm going to take us back to, I guess it was February, march maybe, to our... Um, Pre-Rona. Monogamy ain't for everyone. No, we were in pandemic then.
0: Oh, we were.
1: Everyone on um, being polyamorous. Yes. And I think that that was cool because um, I got out of that what I didn't expect from that episode but i think i got similar to what you were saying there were lots of people that are like i listened to that episode i learned a lot and i questioned a lot about myself and i'm thinking about this in a different way and so i think the way that that conversation allowed the conversation to continue on for other people and keep other people learning i think is probably why that's probably one of my favorite ones it was like okay this was it's it's always you know every episode we're gonna have some gems and have some learning but it was like oh it was kind of like the gift that kept on giving when people were giving me feedback on, you know, that season. So.
0: Oh yeah. Um, I, I love that one too. I did. I definitely got a lot of feedback from that one too. Um, Especially even some of my married friends. I was very shocked because that for some of my, my married friends, that is not a conversation that I had previously had with them about um, opening up relationship, the way their relationship might change um, the dynamics between them and their spouse and um you know things like that and i think it is very taboo as michelle kind of pointed out that that's something that um a lot of people don't talk about when they're in these long more monogamous committed relationships and so i definitely appreciate that we've had some really really good ones classmates so there are a few that i i enjoy and i keep listening to so Mm -hmm. i encourage you i know anthony j encourages you to go back through our catalog and listen even from fall 2020 like because you know we get into some really really good stuff and uh we love sharing that with you and we love when you think of or you write or you engage in conversation that is outside of what we spoke about because we can't talk about everything and then there are some things where we're just like oh you know I kind of think differently now because I've had a little bit of growth and time to analyze and sit on this information so
1: of, too. Out us too as y'all re listening because I feel like this season we had a lot of variety in our episodes. We try to strike that. We had some new guests, we had like expert guests on some things. We had a really good 2020 as far as listenership. We've got, um, there's very few people that I've talked to that are like I'm caught up on ep- all the episodes. So go back to some of the treasures that you haven't found and really enjoy it because we put in some work this season. Oh, yeah. And it really shows when you listen to it. So.
0: For sure. Now, since we are coming to a close of 2020, I know this, this year has been so much for everyone. You know, nobody has not been touched by what's going on around them. um, Given the pandemic and the loss of revenues for some people. Um, So we're deciding to do our report card and our final report card episode earlier than normal because we have a few things planned towards the end of 2020 and then once our season breaks and we go on our break we have a lot of beautiful wonderful exciting things planned for 2021 so we just want to make sure we can get those things started and just get 2020 over with get that little nasty 2020 dust off our shoulders okay it's time to move on like and you know it's interesting because when Anthony's j suggested that we do our last report card um like we do our wrap up this early like um i i wanted to see what would happen but mostly like in this space of my adulting journey like i'm learning how to manage adulting more and it just goes to show you that you do have to be more intentional with your plans going forward um That's something that I've challenged myself with in um, planning. You know, plans can go awry. In, In 2020, they have. But I have absolutely started planning a lot of things for January 2021 and February 2021, regardless of what happens with the pandemic. Like, these are just goals and things that kind of keep me motivated. So I'm hoping that when you all hear this episode, you can kind of, If even if December brings like a something crazy, like you're able to move on from 2020 and the tragedies that have happened, the negativity that has transpired and created like this disgusting, smoggy film across the whole world. And, um, you know, pick up some of the pieces that have been broken and move forward with 2021 being something brighter, more positive, and more in line with what you want to do spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, all that. So, with that said, it's a card time.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what time it is. It's report card time. Some people are about to get some ass some detentions. Get ready. Get those report cards out now.
0: nice little speech in the beginning so as you all know report card time is the time where we pick stories from what happened in the latest well the latest weeks Um, but we give them a great A through F and then eventually give a gold star in a a detention. But since this is our year in wrap-up, what we'll be doing is picking stories and events that happened in 2020. And instead of giving them a great A through F, we'll just straight go to the gold star in detention because that's what we all came for anyway. So I will start. And the first thing I would like to talk about is... Duh, the pandemic.:
1: Rona. <laughs> Auntie Rona, who still ain't gone. Still no.
0: Rona Miss Rona. Hey? Miss right. Rona Miss Rona. So I mean, sorry, we had to gender genderize her, <laughs> but she needed something. And I think Jordan said in one of the earlier episodes, like, there's no way that a a man could do this, (laughs) you know, have this much power over the world as much as a woman could. So it definitely has to be a woman. But, um, yes, the coronavirus has tested our patients and our monies, our pockets, like our, our mental stability, our emotional sanity, um, our physical well being. A lot of us have gained weight or lost weight, have been stressing our bodies out, um, or a lot of us have become very sick. Um, you can't even cough now. Like, I can't even, when the Rona first started, it was allergy season for me. So I was coughing all which way and not doing the nasty cough where I'm covering my mouth because I know better. But, um, <laughs> you know, you can't even, you know, sneeze or cough without everybody looking at you like excuse me hello we don't do that no more this this is not culturally accepted yeah. so um it's just been a lot and the coverage surrounding the coronavirus is just been it's so complicated and so tumultuous and I don't know I'm just very skeptical to see these numbers sometimes because I don't know what metrics or transparency they're basing these um numbers off of exactly like how how it relates to a population per capita you know so um that's something that I, i'm probably going to have to do more research on or they just really need to be more transparent about but the coronavirus has stopped us in our tracks literally figurative, figuratively and in all aspects of stopped us in our tracks the same because we have had to shut down we have reopened the united states has not been a country that has seen a universal or at least nationally recognized policy or closure or shutdown on the coronavirus thanks to president current president trump as we speak um he has been voted out but anyway so um it's just been a very staggering tumultuous ride and um I'm sorry. I'm sorry, America. I'm sorry, classmates, that we had to go through this and we had to um, all kind of fight each other and fight for our our needs. Like, in the beginning, a lot of people were very scared to see what was going on and were in such a panic that toilet paper and a bunch of essential um, items necessary for life and necessary for sustaining proper hygiene were... um, being sold out or sold on ebay resold hand sanitizer yeah and then i did say i um, not having enough toilet paper food um lysol spray and now we got microband different things like that so it's just been a lot we have endured a lot social media has put a lot of um i keep saying a lot i know that's like a poor use of word but y'all know what i mean um social media has brought so much attention to the disparities that we've had, and we're now seeing that our healthcare system, the way that our the fragmentation in our our presidents, our U.S. Senate, um, our local our local state and federal governments has impacted all of our lives. Um, the stimulus checks, <laughs> how that's been dismal for the survival of a lot of Americans' needs. How um, the forbearance on rent and the forbearance on student loans and other loans. Um, and then the sudden, or not not sudden, it, I wouldn't say sudden at this point, but the change in policy for a lot of um, business owners, landlords to collect rent and things like that when people don't have money, the lack of protection that landlords have had from, um, owing those loans so that they can protect their tenants. Um, just the change in work scenery. A lot of us are now working from home and those who do not have the privilege or the um, the money spent in their company to work from home are being subjected to coronavirus, um,
1: coronavirus. Because,
0: because of their need to be essential and, not, and still not receiving essential pay or um, adequate time and well adequate sick time and things of that nature so it has been a dumpster fire and I am so sorry um so you know that goes without saying that we get a detention from that and there's another thing that I need to add to this detention and it is the election I gave y'all a mouthful with uh the coronavirus just in general so um the election I feel like you know that kind of goes without saying it's been a lot of um trouble and now we have the issues of trump not wanting to concede and um get the proper information over to joe biden who is now our president and will be um sworn in in january 2021 uh, along with kamala harris our new um vice president elect so that has been a lot um coronavirus and the election have played hand in hand unfortunately like trump and the u.s senate and a lot of people who have that power in federal in our federal government have played with the lives of many americans in order to win a reelection that did not win and now money is being used to um recount votes that in states that trump blatantly did not win um So, yeah, I'm just gonna, I don't even know what to say else because it's just-
1: working on our last nerves, both of them. Even from the election from like, oh, we got results, no, we don't, we gonna call this state. no, we can't. I'm just like, this has been the theme with these two things y'all been playing (laughs) because in the beginning of a pandemic, everybody was like, oh, this is cute. We're gonna be inside for a month. And it was like a month, it's six months. And Mm -hmm. now we don't know when we got a vaccine, we don't, all that plan with emotions. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll say, though, like the good in it, though, because you got to find a little bit of good in it.
0: Yes, come on with it.
1: I appreciate going into the grocery store, and when somebody is too close to me, and I look them up and down and roll my eyes, they know why. Before, (laughs) they didn't know why, and I was like, you too close to me. I wanted you six feet away before this pandemic ever happened. (laughs) I got a good reason. That is one. Second, the other day, I don't, this isn't a good thing, but only in 2020, I was driving and this woman, little girl, had a stand, and you would have thought it was like a like teenage. It wasn't lemonade. She's selling Lysol. Never in my life did I think I was gonna break my neck looking at some Lysol. Only in 2020, I said, "How would she get all that Lysol from?" <laughs> so
0: she been pre- She she been pretending she an essential worker too just like a lot of people have been going into that essential worker, um, during the essential worker hours at the grocery store line.
1: Okay. Um, 2020 finally gave me the reason I did a post about this, that I get to avoid all those potlucks, nasty potlucks, that I don't want to attend. Yes. Um, and then 2020 with the pandemic really showed us how, um, in case you doubted it before, it really emphasized our divided States of America um as you were talking about the way that certain states were handling things the differences and and all of that it's just a mess and all over the place and again i appreciate to know where we stand so i don't make the wrong assumptions because i'm sitting here calculating all this calculating. yes
0: yes trump trump supporters don't go back and hide now because we know you we know <laughs> we see you don't don't go back and hide in. but yes um all the things you've pointed out and i appreciate you saying that you love your personal space in the grocery store. Because I've been loving that before this, Rona. Like, <laughs> let's be very clear. I I mean, not even in the grocery store, just in general. Like, I mean, look my way, but don't touch my way, okay? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know that gets a detention, both of them. All both of them get a detention because it's just been a shit show. And we tied. We as motherfuckers tied, like.
1: <laughs> so... I'll go next. They kind of go hand in hand because while we were inside frustrated with the pandemic, like when we're going to get outside, y'all told us we could go back to the regular world. Swiss Beats and Timbaland were like, okay, we're going to give y'all something while y'all home and started these verse battles, which I love, has done so much for the culture, given us so much good conversation all the way from Patty to Gladys to Monica to Brandy to Jeezy to Gucci Mane. Uh, I mean it goes on and on and they even branded it like here's the second season we're gonna have more coming to you all people um, throwing out their stuff on who they would like to see in the verses. Um, so I give them a gold star because I mean at this point I don't think people are watching the verses like they were before where I think almost everybody was tuning in because you didn't have anything else to do I think people are tuning in to the people that they like Uh, But I still appreciate having the option I didn't even watch the Gucci Man And GZ1 but I appreciate all the memes And all the shit from it So that is my gold star For the culture helping us stay home And stay safe and have a good time That's to use Swiss Beats and Timbaland Anything you want to add on that one?
0: Yeah I love it Um, The versus battles have (laughs) They have been so entertaining Especially because a lot of artists, a lot of um, people who make money off of touring and off of selling their music and um, merchandise, they were kind of stopped in their tracks with that. Like, they didn't understand how they would be able to make money. And this necessarily does not fall... um, This doesn't correlate as much to, like, smaller independent artists, you know, because we had an episode talking about that with um, a few people who were still trying to figure out how to make money during the during the pandemic. But I'm so thankful that um, Swiss Beats and Timbaland, two creative producers, um, they are like the heartbeat of hip hop. Like they helped to create this platform. And you know, I thought about it because I was just like, you know, I want them to have the ability to, cause like they created their own space, their own lane. And this could very well be like the start of something new and amazing for us as consumers because the um, ability to be in concert is going, it, it looks different, way different now. Music festivals, all of those things were canceled and now they look different. Like you gotta have, it's, it's less a amount of people who are allowed into these spaces now. So it you, it kind of makes it even more elite at this point. And for them to put it on Instagram, which is something that majority, the majority of um, people across the globe have access to now, like the numbers that people bring in and, you know, the the different time zones and everything, like it helps to bring attention to these artists, um, the stories behind some of your favorite hits. Um, We just get so much richness in the versus sphere. And I'm I'm glad I can't wait to see it continue. Like there were some that I, def- I definitely didn't watch, but there were a few of my favorites, including Gladys and Patty, with Dion Warwick showing up. Um, Jill Scott and Erica Badu is mm-hmm. my top favorite, though. My yeah. top favorite. Brandy and Monica was really funny. Um, and it was nice to hear those songs. Yeah. Um, I did not watch Gucci Man and Jeezy because I just was not in the mood to watch them. I'm a big fan of both of them though. Um, and what was the other one? Oh, Nelly and Ludacris. Like, there were a few. Even to start it off, we had Babyface and <laughs> Teddy Riley. Remember?
1: I'm all of fun. That was yeah. A lot of fun.
0: Yeah, throwing the towel. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: but it's just been... I'm home. Social
1: distancing.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's been a lot of entertainment that we've had through them. And um, I hope that they continue to, especially given the amount of stress that a lot of people were under, like this has been such a great relief. We've had not only that, but I think that because versus came about kind of off the back of DJs um, doing Instagram live shows and like other artists doing like concert lives and, Having to pay for certain lives and stuff too, um, like access to certain lives for these different artists. So I love it. They even the playing field so that everybody can enjoy it because you know we give a lot of our money, attention, and our 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 dedication to these artists. So it was nice for them to give us that entertainment in return. Um, I love the versus battles. Gold star. Stars. Yeah. Um so I want to move on to um well this woman <laughs> yeah, bring it, bring it. <laughs> I
1: was so ready.
0: this woman you may know her as Nikki Parker um in the Parkers, um, She has played many a role, but she is now become more famous, um, not outside of her comedy as one of the original king- queens of comedy, um, but she has become most popular in recent years because of her boycott of Netflix and her blatant calling out of certain individuals who were supposed to be team black, team us including Oprah Winfrey, Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry, and um Lee Daniels, to name a few. And I think Steve Harvey at this point too now. So um I want to talk about Monique and uh not Sydney, not Daddy, but just the <laughs> overall <laughs> the overall conversation that has surrounded Monique um and her attempts to create an equal playing field for Black women comedians in the Netflix um, special sphere, because um, the, her story was first brought to us when she challenged Netflix and called for an, a boycott of Netflix due to um, her noticing that she was being underpaid. By underpaid. For a woman comedian, because there were white comedians who were making more than her, um, and for her to be a black comedian, um, because there were black men making more than her in these different specials, despite her popularity, and so some people rallied around her. But when she first did it, a lot of people um, did not fuck with it. A lot of people, and a lot of people, the a lot of people who did not fuck with it were black people, and you know I. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to admit I was one of the people because I was on the track of why did you do it like this, you know? And I was also on the track of like, I'm not boycotting Netflix, but now that I've grown to understand um, the powers that be and the way things have been contrived around her story, um, I'm absolutely team Monique and more sympathetic to her story and not feeling like the you ain't got to go about it this way, type of um, narrative that has been placed on her story was something that was deserved. And you know I'm gonna apologize for that because that was very wrong with me, especially as a black woman to not support her in her fight because that would only propel black women like myself who are in the comedic sphere to um, be successful and get the money that they deserve and that they should earn um, on an equal playing field. Um, I, uh, it's been a lot, it's been a, it's been a lot of, um, conversation recently with her and with Sydney, especially in her calling out, um, like Tyler Perry, cause Tyler Perry was supposed to come to her defense and he was recorded, you know, and yeah, there are reasons, like we have our reasons because she definitely recorded a secret conversation between herself and Tyler Perry, which was not the best yes that's and that's kind of why it's been (laughs) is that's probably why a lot of people are thinking tyler Perry hasn't come out and publicly apologized to monique because of the way she went about it so um with that being said like monique um you have made a mark on netflix so much so that um not only that but along with the Black Lives Matter movement and um, more Black people, more Latinx people, more Indigenous people, more Asian people being aware of the lack of representation in a lot of our media, um, a lot of our visual media, movies, um, TV shows, things of that nature, and Netflix having that that struggle when them with them putting on these different, um, comedy specials. Like, like now they got the black, they got the black sitcoms from UPN, like girlfriends and half and half and one-on-one and all those other shows that a lot of people enjoyed on their network, sister, sister. And, um, you know, other shows from other different countries and, um, cultures. Ooh, sorry. I'm getting an email. (laughs) And other other different, okay, wait a minute. (laughs) So, um, you know, I appreciate Monique for putting that fire underneath Netflix and for representatives of the Black Lives Matter and for, you know, all these companies coming together and figuring out like, hey, we do need a voice that is more representative of the collective and not just a straight white male cis voice. It's just not happening in 2020. Like, we are a people who recognize and understand that we're not all the same. And there is more fluidity in our differences than not. So um, I I appreciate that. And big ups to Monique. I give her a gold star. What do you think, Anthony J? I
1: think that um, Monique has done what she here's what happens Monique has been like I'm telling y'all the truth and she has stayed consistent with what she has been saying through this whole track before the Netflix when we were talking about the Tyler Perry stuff she's like this is what's been going on Monique has had the receipts for it and it's always been a, I've never questioned if she was telling the truth or not it's always been about her delivery for people um and so it was no surprise to me the way that the settlement went. Um, I think that um, I appreciate and wanna lift up that um, this is a good example. And a lot of people in my work talk about intersectionality and use it in improper in, in ways. And so the term was used to talk about the um, uniqueness of oppression when you're both a woman and when you're both black. And this case specifically was a great example of that. Um, I really hope that one day um, Monique gets the flowers that she deserves, right? And so there's also a cost that comes with being the person that keeps speaking the truth and bumping it up against what everybody is telling you. Don't bump up against that big mountain right there or that it's like Lion and Goliath, I mean, um, Daniel and Goliath, and it's like stop fighting, stop ruffling feathers. And she has done that and she is, you know, by a settlement getting the things that she is supposed to get um and i think that she has said explicitly like fuck career fuck hollywood and all that i'm gonna do what needs to be right for me but i would hope because she has been truthful in all the things that she does that she is you know able to be in in movies film whatever it is that she wants to do in the way that you know she should be because she was blackballed for speaking out but when you're speaking out and telling the truth i feel like you should be able to get um the things that are that are owed to you so um i know regardless she is good she is just also very certain about who she is what track she needs to be going on how she needs to do it forget y'all if y'all don't want to boycott with her forget y'all if y'all want to laugh at her like i know that monique is monique is good (laughs) like i know that in it um I hope that i think that she deserves for us to kind of like you were saying chantelle like give it another look at it and be like oh no i acknowledge and see and you know maybe change my perspective on this thing um but she's always gonna like continue giving us the laughs and kind of contradict herself and also being like daddy does daddy that but that is monique for you
0: <laughs> yeah creepy daddy shit but all right <laughs> Especially because she said basically he raised her. And I'm like, what, what, nigga? What? Okay, I don't know, but. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, detention time for this one is for all the idiotic people that um, during the start of the pandemic to so the now that are still refusing to wear masks, that are deciding to hold protests and burn masks. Uh, We talked about earlier in the year, the group that did the flash mob in Target without mask. All you motherfuckers, your nasty asses passing on your germs with no regard to your life and to other people's lives. You deserve to be in detention. You deserve to be suspended for that bullshit. All the people that were in the grocery stores coughing on stuff and wiping their hands on it. There is a special place downstairs for you. You deserve detention for it one of the people to be in detention for the year. And so if somebody hasn't told you, I'm going to tell you. Um, what do you think about that, Chantel, about the cluster of people that we have here that need to be in detention all over our, the divided states of America?
0: <laughs> so this has made me so disappointed, much more than normal, normal disappointment in humanity because um, the collective the collective has not agreed on one thing and we owe a lot of that to the person who is in charge. But at the same time, we are in charge of our own domain. We are individuals in charge of our own domain. So we make our own choices and decisions. And there has been a blatant lack of respect for other people and their health, um, their health concerns, the ability and mobility that they have. their weaknesses in the immune system, like, I get it. Some things we cannot see. And it's hard to believe in things that you cannot see, especially a virus that we are still questioning um, how it is, like, for the most part, we know how it is being transmitted and passed along. But there are still a lot of questions to be had, despite the long time that we've been um, subjected to the pandemic and this virus, but you have to keep yourself safe and you have to keep the people around you safe. Um, I'm I'm just I'm not shocked at all because, like I mentioned earlier when we did the, the story and I was you know doing my detention for the coronavirus in general, there has been a a lack of consistency in the way the national um, the national response to the virus has been so incongruent with each other like virginia and maryland west virginia pennsylvania delaware we all have each of our own rules for how we're maintaining all the governments of these different states have all their own different rules of how they are keeping their numbers down what numbers they're trying to report and with that like when you have the president who can definitely create an executive, executive order, um, which a lot of other countries who are democratic run, you know, who are democratically run have done, like they have made executive orders to keep their numbers and things down. Like, um, it's not a shocker to see that a lot of different American people feel like there's this need to exercise a A constitutional or political right when there is one (laughs) you know people are kind of like being a little ignorant to what the facts really are and we are being pushed with like the facts are being constantly pushed in our face so i'm just not understanding how one plus one ain't equaling two in this situation but i know me exercising my own domain like i'm being very cautious of who and how i interact with people Um, I've still been for the most part in the house like I did do travel I did travel um, for my mother's birthday which definitely put me and their health at risk and you know could have been detrimental but other other than that like I have been staying really close to home um, not interacting with people who are already outside of my bubble um, have my mask on, properly sanitized. Like, my my eczema patches is showing up on my hands because of the amount of times I wash my hands, dry them, and, you know, I haven't been moisturized as much as I need to, but give me some gold on. Don't worry about it. Um, but, you know, we have the ability to prevent this because we know that our government isn't. They don't have a vaccine. These are just the facts. They don't have They have tests that are like, even if you show negative or have a negative test, that does not mean that you don't have the virus active in your body, you know? So I think there's a um, misconception going on. Um, The, the, the words or the, the term fake news is coming up for me. That's just what's kicking up in my little, you know, aura right now, but, um, There has just been a lack of smart, smartness? It's not smart for me to say smartness, but...
1: (laughs) Um, What? You had said earlier what it reminds me of when you were like, you can't see it and people don't know for real and all that. Well, first, it reminds me of the people who were in denial of it and who have died. But it reminds me of, you know, people are like... With black people, you see one person running and you just run. You don't even know why. It's like, uh, like we don't got to know how you get it, how long it lasts, whatever. You tell me, there, I'm putting a mask on like after-ish. Like.
0: Period. Period. So, you know, and, and I get it. I get the fact that we have been more lonely. We have not been able to um, interact with people that we love as much. We haven't been able to travel as much safely um so that I definitely understand but you can take certain precautions to prevent the spread of coronavirus and you need to be very accountable for those things like um I remember talking with my mother and she said that she wanted to have a hotel party for her daughter to celebrate her birthday and I was just like are they going to go get tested within you know a certain period of time before they go over there like there are certain precautions that you can take because if you're not going to wear masks the entire time that you're sleeping in that hotel and having your friends over or you know previously we just had thanksgiving we have other things that require us to be inside with other people because the weather is colder now and we can't necessarily go outside and and the the numbers still be low and not have it transmit and the air be, you know, open and um, the air flow be active. So there are certain precautions that you can take. So I just need everybody to still be cautious and be very wary. And like, this is not going to go away. Um, this is not going to go away if you decide that you want to ignore the precautions or ignore the science that's around. It's just not going to go away like that. It's going to go away because we make an active decision as individuals to make sure it stays away from us. So that's what I think. Pra- practice and exercise your own domain because you know right from wrong. You are wise enough. You you know how to use a fucking tweet tweet to be on Twitter. You know how to use social media to post on Instagram and on Facebook. So why aren't you clicking around to figure out the research and taking the extra precautions you need to be safe and in an environment where you're not causing more harm than not you know
1: yeah like you said it's not like february or march where we didn't know enough we know enough of what to do to protect yourself no one is saying that you you know it's hard to stay home and do it when you can but like the times that you need to go out there's a way to try to protect yourself the best way that you can And so those of you that are doing that gold stars, those of you that are not doing that, um, putting other people's lives at risk, not even those people, the people that are going above and beyond and intentionally doing things um, like these protesters
0: Yeah. um,
1: You are the ones that deserve to get detention. So get your life together.
0: Yeah, you clowns. (laughs) Had to add that in. Like I'm really from Baltimore, you a clown. Anyway, (laughs) so there's a gold star that I want to um, <laughs> talk about. Well, too, because it's been a few scandals that have happened since the quarantine.
1: scandal, Olivia. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, it's handled. Um, so we have had... Uh, I don't even know how to bring about this subject because, um, you know, we've had Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith um, talk about their more... Open marriage or a time? Well, they're not even calling it an open marriage, but we know what we know, we hear what we hear. And um, they were talking about a time that they were having, I guess, more trouble in their relationship. And Jada Pinkett Smith, um, had a relationship that she described an entanglement. Yes, we made use of the word entanglement, and even August Alcina, who she had the entanglement with, came out with a song, um publicizing the entanglement um but that has been something that has been a source of entertainment and discussion even with us having the um episode regarding polygamy i was gonna say polyamory um like the polygamous relationships and things like that like we've discussed that um we kind of praised will smith and jada pinkett smith for being more open and then they came back and was just like, yeah, it was an entanglement. It was a time in our marriage, but ain't nobody say who Will was messing with, because Will was trying to keep all that shit under locks. Anyway, um, that's been one of the scandals. And then another one has been the downfall of Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, um, there have been rumors. There have been rumors, but um, she was the happy-go-lucky, be kind to everyone woman. And we slowly started to peel the layers back when the pandemic hit. And Ellen DeGeneres said a lot of culturally and, and um, emotionally insensitive things about being in a prison when she's in a mansion, um, being, you know, stuck in a prison, basically, as if she um, does not have the privilege to not be surrounded by people who she can't, you know, well, you know what I'm trying to say. But um, that and um, the controversy surrounding her show, um, I know there was a time where um, a lot of shows went and they recorded virtually from home. And so there was a, a story about Ellen not hiring her own well, not keeping her own people on board to help produce that show and to run that show, but she hired, like, um, other contractors and basically her workers were, like, shit out of luck and trying to earn money during the pandemic when everybody's um, finances were kind of in flux. And not only that, but the Me Too movement came back into play at Ellen DeGeneres' show when the majority of her senior staff were accused... um, of being sexually inappropriate and being um, discriminatory, racially abusive to a lot of their co-workers and creating a hostile work environment. Um, and then Ellen, who's the face of the show, and I think she executive produces the show as well, she um, kind of took a backseat and was like, I ain't know nothing. And we were just like, um, Ellen, how could you not know a damn thing? Like, you, you yeah, you tripping. Um, so she has been under fire a lot during the pandemic and has done these, like, apology trains and um, talking about she's going to do better. But um, I don't think a lot of people are buying it. I know her numbers have decreased. I've seen that because, um, like, I know my mother likes to watch the Ellen DeGeneres show. She finds her to be very funny. Um, even her white girl dancing, but um, yeah, they have not—they have not rebounded as much as they thought they would with the show. But um, I want to know what you think about the entanglements and with the controversy surrounding Ellen Degeneres.
1: I don't think that yeah, I I don't think that Ellen's gonna bounce back to where she was. There's a possibility that she may whatever like their numbers have gone down to, she may maintain. Because I do think that some of the things that people have surfaced, um, people look at as this is a issue or a thing for millennials or Gen Zers to cancel Ellen, but I, we're not totally her base, you know. Like you had mentioned, like parents that watch it and stuff, and sometimes that isn't a, a deal breaker for them. So we shall see with that. Um, I will say what was super telling to me was the interview with Mariah Carey. When you look back on that and her talking about her being uncomfortable, I think that was very telling for me Um, because I know in the beginning it was like, oh, so-and-so said this, but we don't know who the person is and we don't know if this is credible. And then when Mariah said her thing and you watched it, I was like, oh. Um, On the entanglements, I I appreciate so much for that term of entanglements. There's been so much play with it. Um, It just seemed like it was I don't know how long that word stirred in Jada Peacock's spirit or she just came up with it right off the cuff, but it seems so precise and so fitting for, um, it's not a, you know how we have situationships and an entanglement is not a situationship, but it's such a fitting word for the particular place that one might be in. And I really appreciate that. And I'm going to need Webster to go ahead and update that and put that in the, the dictionary and the way that she used it. And I hope she gets all the credit for her and take the use of entanglement. Um, but anyway, with them, they are, they're Will and Jada. They're yeah. going to be good. So yeah, They're going to be fine. It's
0: gonna, it's still funny, though. Yeah. Hmm.
1: So um, let's do another detention item. Um, this is the category that I call Nobody Ask You. <laughs> so this is for all the celebrities that felt like they needed to speak up Or they needed to say a thing And nobody asked them to say a thing Okay So we have lots of people in the category I'm gonna name some You can speak to whichever ones you wanna to speak to um, There's no way we have time to get to all of them But in this category We have Lil Boosie Lil Wayne Kiki Palmer Shameek Killer Mike the Dream and Ti. <sighs> so I will first start and say that the one that was I was most irritated and heartbroken by was The Dream. I'm a big Dream fan. People that know me know that. And so The Dream made the statement during the time um, where people were doing Black Lives Matter protest, um, and they were taking place in other cities. And there's a certain point where um, in our time period that certain cities were protesting and there would be like multiple days and it was almost like tag now it's your turn. So it's right when Atlanta had started with theirs and then the dream had said, um, don't be fucking up Atlanta and fucking up the legacy that I've built for my like family members. And so, well, for my, for my children. <sighs> so that pissed me off. Cool, and
0: fine, cool.
1: I can't look at dream the same no more. I can't support you the same no more. Like, nobody asked for your comment. Nobody asked for your two cents. Like, why did you think that statement was gonna either make people stop or make people do, like, that did nothing, like...
0: And nobody asked for his money.
1: Nobody. Nobody. You should have just kept it to yourself.
0: Nothing from you.
1: Hmm. So, there's that one. The other one that I'm gonna say, and you know this all the time, I don't know why people always wanna get in T.I.'s face and ask for his damn advice. Why the hell do y'all keep going to T.I.? why like all he is is an old man that's all he's not wise he's not smart he's not an activist he's not like he's none of that and everybody always goes to ti and he always talks some bullshit and it's like can we please stop looking to our celebrities that are just celebrities they're just capitalists why are we looking up for advice and support on shit like please stop that's
0: because ti went to jail and read a dictionary just like all the other niggas that go to jail and come out with, like, uh, expensive vocabulary that they don't know how to use, so. Uh, it's been, uh, everybody been putting their foot in their mouth a lot in 2020. I'm gonna keep saying a lot, because it is a lot, like, it's, uh, so many people been putting their foot in their mouth, like, Lil Wayne, nobody asked you who you supported, and n- nobody even asked you to come out of hiding, like, we, you don't look good. I'm just gonna start there. Shamik, no there. You oh, have no wait, wait, wait.
1: Shameek though. Talk went. about Shameek. Shameek wins. <laughs> because when you come out of your mouth and people was trying to correct you, you should have just stopped. But when you was like there was a choice and that Rosa Parks should have caught a taxi.
0: <laughs> Baby. What kind of public school? Now I went to Baltimore City public schools, but I know damn well that that don't make sense.
1: And then he was like, "Wait, wait, wait! Y'all misunderstood me. That we explained. It's like, nah, you making it worse. We didn't. That was wild. I checked. I think it was like two or three weeks ago, maybe longer than that. But he literally since then has not been on the gram on Twitter. Like that was in I think May, and it's yeah. just silence. Like, I was like, finally somebody got his phone.
0: And you deserve to shut the fuck up. You're right. You deserve. All these people do. All these people deserve to shut the fuck up. You like, literally
1: told him to go into detention. He's like, yeah, I'm still seriously. in here. i still trying to get myself together.
0: Yeah. Oh, Lil Boosie. We had a, a nice conversation about Lil Boosie on one of our report card episodes, too. But just to bring it full circle, Mike Tyson, who just um, had an exhibition fight with Roy Jones, by the way, 50 years old. Like, they're both in their 50s, and they out here doing a damn thing, still trying to box. Anyway, um, Mike Tyson had him on his podcast, Lil Boosie had him on his podcast and basically asked the questions that a lot of people want to know like if you have so much concern and say about Zaya Wade who is Dwayne Wade's transgender daughter um then what makes that you know what if what does that make you like why are you always so st- stuck or set on having conversation about trans or gay or whatever if it doesn't affect your household at all, and so might kind of put him on blast. But it's just like, yo, this Mike Tyson. Not only is this man a boxer, but he' crazy as fuck.
1: Like, like you gotta check by Mike Tyson, and it was done so beautifully too. It
0: was. It was very graceful. It was. It shocked. It shocked me. It, yeah. it really did. But I'm so thankful that you know Mike Tyson has done a lot of harm. He has done a lot of harm to black women. He's got a lot, a lot of harm to himself. Drug use. Um he has mental issues, like, but he has done a lot of work to make sure that he can sit and have these conversations, especially with somebody like Lil Boosie. So um that's one gold star within the detention that I'll say because Lil Boosie like and I think I feel like after this, I wanna I wanna I wanna see how often Boosie comes out his mouth to say anything because I feel like there's a chance that it's going to come back and you're going to be checked on it. And it's like, yeah, like Mike Tyson checked you. So what, what's the problem? Like you kind of don't have no more room to talk about LGBTQIA plus people because that should never be your concern. You said you weren't gay. You said, you know, these different things that support it why you should never even speak about it again in your life. So he
1: why? to do a lot of because he just got shot and he laid up on the couch right now. So
0: period. So, but yeah, um, ugh, it's been a lot. People, yeah, Kiki Palmer. We read her for filth one time too, but I'm, I'm still like, I know Kiki. Just she did, girl. Okay, I, <laughs> never mind. Cause she, she young. Like I just, mm, I mean, Shamika's young too. Poor stupid boy. I don't know. <laughs> But um, we'll move on to Gold Star. We had some great entertaining TV shows. Now, they weren't the best quality, all of them, but the movie and TV show sphere um, during the beginning of pandemic before filming slowed down and completely halted. um, Now we're seeing more shows with people who wear a mask anyway. But anyway, um, during the beginning of pandemic, we had Little Fires Everywhere, which was a great show featuring Kerry Washington and Reese Witherspoon in a months. that a few other amazing children, like child actors and actresses. Um, Then we had Black is King. That was such a great thing, like a cultural reset. That was something that Beyonce and her team um, planned in response or not in response, but in collaboration with the Lion King that... um, was remade, the live action Lion King that was remade with Beyonce star as Nala, which I could never unsee her as Beyonce, um, to be honest. And um, the accompanying Lion King album, so they turned that album into a Blackest King um, video featuring the different songs and artists who were a part of that. And um, the different, rich, beautiful imagery and um, accoutrement. A lot of different things that came with it yeah i got french on you oh uh, <laughs> so it was great to see it was beautiful to see but then on the other end of the spectrum we had da carol baskins and tiger king <laughs> that damn carol baskins we've had the glorious story of um tiger king and the the um, private zoos that are owned by people across the United States but in particular there were three there were three zoo owners that came to mind but Carol Baskin became so famous that she ended up on dancing with the stars this year and was Topsy Turvy and all that good stuff out there um we had Fall from Grace um which was that Tyler Perry movie and the favorite line from that is "Astrie, bitch." But um <laughs> um that was a fun little a fun little movie to laugh about and talk about. We also had Lovecraft Country, which was a big hit. Um, It was a great sci-fi and um, cultural, like black cultural or black history piece um, starring journey Smollett. Um, And I know that that is written and um, produced, co-produced by um jordan peele too so that's where some of those elements come into with the horror um very great show and then recently we've had the fresh prince of bel-air reunion on hbo max with um light skin and dark skin on vivs um it was a nice to see i haven't watched the whole reunion but from the clips that i've seen um will smith and janet hubert which was the original Aunt Viv? Um, they sat down and had a very introspective discussion. And then Will Smith later went on Red Table Talk, talking with a the therapist about his experience and what his motives were and why he made the decisions he made. Um, and yes, um, because Aunt. The original Aunt Viv, Jana Huber, suffered tremendous loss from not being on that show. And most of it had to do with um, being blackballed and um, her name being tarnished as difficult to work with as a dark-skinned black woman in Hollywood. So her Mm -hmm. career suffered and her family um, suffered a lot of loss due to that. But they had a great show around it. They did an amazing tribute to the late James Avery. beautiful for those who were affected by uncle phil and his representation as an uncle and a father for a lot of people um in our communities who don't have those father figures around um overall tv has been crazily entertaining and thought-provoking and we've seen a lot of beautiful stories come to life a lot of funny um dramatic stories ex- including fall from grace like the beautiful twist that happened with a miss felicia rashad um but it's been entertaining what do you think of the different shows that we've seen in 2020 during that pandemic era
1: i think that so some of my favorites was um i was surprised how much i liked little fires everywhere grace. that was really great um i still I'm, I'm torn because I really want the time back from when I watched Falling from Grace. But at the same time, I'm glad I watched it so I can get the references. <laughs> that was the worst. Oh, gosh. Most
0: of Tyler Perry's movies and TV shows are Black Twitter references. So don't even worry about that. You just watch it so you could participate in the conversation. That is it. That is your job as a Black millennial.
1: Oh, gosh. But yeah, it's been good. I'm actually surprised with the way TV has gone. I think I've had some points where there were dry spells and I'm like, uh. But for us not to be having, you know, things being filmed as frequently because of the pandemic and things to be coming out slower, um, I've been able to find, like, some good content. So good job for that 2020.
0: Yeah. Uh, You're the real MVP. And now they have um, more socially conscious TV shows being filmed. Like, I know Grey's Anatomy is definitely focusing a lot on the coronavirus pandemic. Oh, my
1: gosh. What would you say? Was they on season 58? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They
0: yes, it's yeah. Yes, it's been a while. I've definitely watched the show, stopped watching, and then watched it and still caught up on it. So, it's fine. Um, But a lot of shows that you're seeing now – that have been filmed, I guess, over the summertime or when people got access to COVID tests, they are, a lot of people are wearing masks in them now, which is kind of weird to see. Like, now I'm starting to get this weird, like, when was this filmed because they're wearing masks or when was this filmed because they're not wearing masks? Oh, damn, remember that time we didn't have to wear masks? So it's, it's uh, crazy, but it's, at the same time, um, very intriguing to watch go down so
1: yeah yeah um so let's go into the detention area again so 2020 has been a sad and depressing year for some of the lives that we passed on um and i mean every year there's some bright stars that we end up losing but it felt like it was um impact was different this year I guess because you know we're already home and people's spirits are already kind of low but there were some people that passed away that was like ooh this was this is a hard blow this is a lot um some that because they were unexpected and some just because of the responsibility or or the role that they held in our lives. Um, and so I'm just gonna kind of like run through the list and name some of them. Um, forgive us if we forget a few but we had Chadwick Bozeman Um, Little Richard, Kobe Bryant, John Lewis, and R.G.B. are on our list Um, I know especially with um, R.G.B., Chadwick, and Kobe um, People were like there was so much that happened in the aftermath That was like the what now and like what does this mean Um, Which is Super fair. And I, I will say what is, was good out of those conversations and the way that people were impacted from them um, is for people to reach deeper into themselves and ask some things of themselves um, that maybe they hadn't before. Um, I recently saw an um, interview with Amine, who even said that like Kobe Bryant's death made him grow up. He was like, I, and I was in my 20s. He was like, but that made, woke me up and made me grow up um so death is um a normal but weird and sometimes has um different impacts on us to make us do things or look at lives through um a different lens so um still lots of love and support to those families especially as you know it is holiday season um and the work and the impact and the the footprints and fingerprints that they've had on our cultures and our lives won't be forgotten. Um, so yeah. Any thoughts on that?
0: Yes. I, I want to add on the detention by saying that when Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed, there were people who made, um, a lot of different jokes about, um, her spirit, I guess, being in different things um, in regards to what was happening with the Trump administration. And I didn't like those. I want to put those in detention. I want to put those in the trash because I just felt like um, it was very insensitive to make those jokes. Now, if you laughed, you know, that's sign and dandy. But um, I think we have to be very sensitive to death because life is so precious. You know, um, these people who we mentioned, they all made a very striking mark in a lot of people's lives. Um, and we have to respect and understand their, their place in their spirit within our lives so um i just wanted to add to that like not to sit up there and be like shame on you but i just wanted to say that that never made me feel good to hear or see jokes on twitter about like rbg's spirit being in you know this that and the third because it related to trump um the trump campaign or otherwise like it just never made me feel good so um a special farewell to these individuals um Kobe and Gianna and the other members on the helicopter who that crashed like um that happened right before the pandemic right right at the end of january and um so it's kind of it's It's weird because we, people who were affected by that crash, especially like their families and friends and a lot of their fans, like they, or people who have suffered losses that happened prior to the pandemic or during the pandemic, like you don't have time to catch a breath because there's so much going on. But I just want to say, And, you know, that we at No Class, myself and Anthony J. um, we love you all. We're thinking about you. We send our condolences and, um, you know, we understand that grief is a, a process. You can't just get away from it one day just because a story or, uh, your body moves on and has to keep going on, um a lot of people have been lost other than these celebrities um, due to this virus. And I just wanted to share that, give that moment, give people time to um, understand. I know it's more of a solemn moment in our show because we've been trying to have a lot of fun and even with our detentions that we've been giving out, but it just goes without saying that we cannot acknowledge the impact that has been had from the many lives that we have lost um this year because it has been so much like people are turning on their tv to grief constantly or turning on their phones and looking on twitter or looking on instagram or facebook to all this grief so we just want to acknowledge that and say that um take your time take your space um love on the people that you need to, and um, give yourself grace for the energy you don't have because it's been exhausting. Yes, so um, I want to move on. I want to bring some light back into the mix and give out some gold stars to a few influential people who have made an impact in a positive way. Um, One is Tabitha Brown. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, we talked about her in one of our report card episodes too. In the popularity of her TikTok, um, her TikTok videos about her vegan recipes that she does with her family, and um, she has just been such a bright star in the sky for us like she's very entertaining she's a beautiful person she seems to have such an amazing beautiful spirit her family is gorgeous like you can't get away from them children and and their husband okay because everybody looks fine in their house but um i'm just so happy that people who did not know about tabitha brown prior to her tiktok videos and the popularity um that they know about her and that they can be influenced by her and that if you have tried any of her recipes that you have opened yourself up, if you weren't open before to the possibility of not always eating meat or consuming things that were vegan because of a taboo or you not feeling like you would be satiated or things like that. So I'm just so happy that, um, her, she has become more popular, um, and influential during this time because her spirit and her light was much needed as we were all trying to figure out what to do and some of us had to really figure out how to make do what what was in our pantry because some of us didn't get out in time to grab up all the meats okay because i saw y'all dipping into the damn morning star black bean burgers out mm. here but um
1: that was
0: that was just- <laughs> but yeah tabitha brown gold star and another person that um we wanted to big up was meg the stallion megan the stallion um she has had a crazy tumultuous year just like the rest of us but a lot of us can't say that we've been shot a lot of us can say that we haven't been shot okay and i'm very (laughs) grateful for that um but she has been fighting with social media and she's been fighting with trolls people who didn't believe that number one she was shot or she was the victim of a domestic dispute with Tory Lanez um but just her owning her power owning her her voice and um owning her body and even with the addition of WAP to our vocabulary and to our um our streaming platforms and our radio stations her and Cardi B like y'all did a really good job of Bringing attention to the constant double standard that women in hip hop and women in the United States who feel sexually more sexually free and liberated are um, about when it comes to when it when when compared to men in hip hop and men in society and sexuality. So um, Meg the Stallion, you get a gold star too because you've been out here doing a damn thing. What do you think about these two? women these two people
1: yeah meg i don't see how you're doing it she is just hustling and it's just everywhere even in the pandemic like there's the i was surprised that she, she dropped an album which is you know at this point been out for like two weeks or something like that but um I was—you would have thought the album was already out because she was everywhere. She was already on the Saturday Night Live. She was already doing the circuits and being all the places. And even in a point where at the beginning of the pandemic, you were like, "Oh, you didn't see that much of your celebrities." Meg, would, you still saw Meg. Like she was doing her thing. And like you said, it wasn't short. Like a—it wasn't just a um, beautiful, smooth year for her. She has some rough stuff still. And she was, she is weathering the the storms that are coming her way, and you know, um, doing a damn good job at it because she has some stuff that has happened. um, Even with when I saw the stuff that was going down with her best friend, it's just like make me want to be like, you know what? I ain't trying to leave the house today. I'll call this. And she's doing her thing. Um, I mean, when you got a feature in the same year too with Cardi and Beyonce, like she's doing her thing.
0: Damn, Savage Remix came out this year, too?
1: That was this year, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. What have we
0: been doing in
1: 2020? <laughs> also, I want to add, I feel like TikTok really, really had a, like, TikTok has always been, you know, since it's been going, been strong, but I feel like it was really, really strong this year, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's because added onto the layer of it was, like, Trump being like, we're getting rid of TikTok, and then there's just, like, more and more dances and challenges that were happening. I feel like TikTok was really okay. popular year because yeah. i was like oh, i'm not fooling with it and this year i was like well i guess i gotta get on and see something kind of- when you can do that to me then i'm like okay you really popping because i'll be trying to hold on to the last minute before joining or another app or doing another social media thing i was like okay you got me
0: more of my information being thrown into the internet sphere. yeah <laughs> yeah dope anything about tabitha
1: <laughs> oh, I love Tabitha. <laughs> um, yeah, Tabitha is. I was late too. I didn't know about Tabitha until we were in the pandemic, and I saw her um, stuff streaming. And I'm glad that she is um, getting on more platforms and being more well known. And she just has this warmth about her. I had shared it on the, the last episode. So, Nope I hope she gets all the great things that she deserves. Yes. Because she. All right. Um. Here's our last one, which is kind of like a good, encompasses a lot of things, that this year there were, um, we had never seen kind of like the, the organizing, the protesting that we had seen this year on a, um, on a global platform, right? And so there were um, George Floyd's murder um, that sparked some protests in the United States um and then of course you add on top of that more murders um of black people in the u.s some that happened before floyd like aubrey um and then some that had happened after like brianna taylor um and so it was beautiful to see the way that um we were able to organize and be in the streets and um demand and yell for the justice and um the um, attention that's needed. We saw in some ways, in some short ways, in some big ways, what some of those wins look like. Um, And so as we talk about on the show about the, you know, it's beyond just being able to be in the street and protest. We saw how that organized and transformed and for example, Georgia and being a blue (laughs) state this election. um, We see that in some of the representation and some of the ways that um, big industries said so that they supported Black Lives Matter, even though um, my, that's symbolization, that's not exactly them meaning it, but it is more than what it was before. So um, I was just in awe. I remember when I had watched a story about the way that um, other countries were also in solidarity with what was happening in the United States but also not just in solidarity with what was happening here, but a way to talk about the way that um, anti-blackness is global in the UK and Australia, like, um, and so it, for a lot of people, um, put them on notice, made them pause, make them think and considerate um, their role and where things were, and again, not just our country and in the United States. And I think that that was um, way overdue. we hope that the the energy that was brought, the thought into it, the the exercising, the organizing continues on. Um, as I tell everybody, um, because Trump lost doesn't mean that that is a big gain for racial justice or or social justice at all. There's plenty of more work to do, um, and so I'm happy and excited to see what that's going to look like in in, in 2021. Um, and I'm also happy and excited that it has activated um more youth because um I sound like the old man right now, but like as being the like I went to a good number of protests this year and I was like, ooh, this don't work the same as it used to when I was like 21 um out here. And so I'm happy and excited to see young people be activated and be like, we're we give no fucks, like this is what we want, these are what our demands are, these are the changes that need to happen and we're gonna make them happen. And so I I love that and um, look forward to seeing how that's gonna grow in 2021. What about you, Chantel?
0: So I have learned so much about protests, you know, um, you would think that because I'm a black woman in America, like I'm supposed to know these things, you know? like it just comes with the territory but i there was so much i didn't know like protests unlike my skin color unlike what's in my dna which is the history of black people um the kings queens the tribe tribalism the slavery the ancestral rapage like that is encoded in my dna as a black woman like there are certain things that are just not handed down to me and protest was not one of them. Um, You know, I battled with myself in the beginning when um, more of the protests were happening because I wanted to be engaged and um, I felt guilty for not going to these protests all the time or um, like not demonstrating out on the streets, but I would donate to different organizations when I had the ability to do so. Um I wrote to my congressmen and to my delegates um in trying to implement certain legislation and lobbying for certain things. Um I supported in the best ways I possibly could. And it opened my eye to see that protest is not just one thing. It might look like one thing because it's on social media, but it's just not. And like I use my voice, I use no classes platform and because i have no class as my platform i used more of my own personal platform to engage and start discussion and conversation i even had a lot of conversation with people when it came to um protests and looting that was a lot of conversation to be had because um trina and the dream like you pointed out earlier they had a lot of uh, th- those were a few of the more well-known people in our culture that made statements about anti-looting and things of that nature when everything has a time and a place you know i remember me talking about not wanting to lose my life or my freedom in protest and you know i know i'm not the only person who feels that way but at the and on the flip side of the coin, I started thinking about, but if my basic rights and my living are violated, then I'm going to lose those privileges and, and, and freedoms anyway. So mm-hmm. why not activate my voice in my platform? So I learned a lot about protests. I learned that I don't know everything and I don't have to know everything. I'm just because I'm a black person, I don't have to advocate because I don't know how to all the time. Um, I just know how to speak about my experience and hope that someone else relates because Black is nuanced. It's not all the same. Everybody doesn't experience Blackness the same. Um, and even with the global impact Black Lives Matter has had because of the acute, I mean, sorry, I'm, I am use the wrong word, the chronic anti-Blackness the chronic anti black illness that we face globally um it's just been such an eye opener to see how much people support like in Italy in France, you know, and and being a student of protests at this point because i I acknowledge that there's a lot that I don't know and understand, like I have been looking at other protests and they're not cute and clean, and you know. All, all the way, quote unquote, right. People rise up to fight for their freedom and lose their lives and they destroy things because they're angry and they are fed up and they're disappointed in the systems that were supposed to represent the collective in the whole and understand that there's differences in each culture and respect these differences. And so, you know, I'm just trying to get a clearer understanding of how I can make my voice and my story heard and be a force of my generation so that my nephews or the children that I hope to have don't have to endure this because, you know, my grandmother, she was 97. She lived during a time where the civil rights movement like a lot of my uncles and aunts and a lot of people in our families we are in a generation where we have people who are deeply connected to the civil rights movement you know who marched on selma who or did other local protests at or sit-ins and things of that nature like we are not so far removed from it you know so i'm just understanding that and um i want to commend the people who supported. The protests. Um, who risked your safety? Who, you know, risked your well-being um, in doing demonstrations? Who marched out in the streets? Who sat like or laid out in the middle of the streets and disrupted traffic? Or who sent money to and or you know bailed out people um, who were incarcerated due to protests? Um, who wrote your congressman and who wrote to have different laws enacted and changed like Breonna Taylor's death and the protests surrounding it the arbitrage of protests including everything helped to create different legislation within Louisville Kentucky and that is something that we can see across our nation and across our globe if we continue to keep working and putting our efforts into it it's exhausting It's depressing at times. But there can be some relief because we do not have to live like this. It just should not happen anymore. And it's 2020, but we are still facing some of our firsts. Sadly, we're still facing some of our firsts. um, I'm just happy to be in my generation where we don't lay down for a lot of the bullshit that continues that's continued to be thrown our ways you know even with um us protesting immigration and ice um a lot of a lot of people who immigrated to the united states or who were refugees like they were being sent back to countries that traumatized and killed their family members you know and then when they come to the united states they're families are being ripped apart and the children like we we had this whole term children in cages because that was a reality of some of the the fight that like after people surviving coming to the united states no matter how they got there they were being subjected to these horrible conditions where their families were being ripped apart and their children were being kept in places that were horrible You know, so we have to bring attention to that. And I just commend everybody um, because I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm learning, I'm learning, but um, I think we all need to give ourselves grace because we are not, we all have to unify and get one voice together to make the effective changes we need. And we've seen that it can be done. And we will continue to keep doing that. So hats off to everybody who has um, participated, um, been a part of globally, locally, nationally, when nobody supported you, like Monique, um, when it was even your own. (laughs) Yeah. Well, when it was even your own people who were against you, like the NSARS in Nigeria, you know, or when you had Latinx people for Trump who were in, in support of Trump when they knew good and well that they were they were demonizing a lot of people who looked like you and spoke Spanish or, you know, spoke another language other than English. So I commend everyone for using their voice, their platform, their time, or even taking, um, I follow Dr. Tamer, so you're going to see a lot of you probably see a lot of different posts that I I use from her because I think she's very inspirational, but she has this saying um, and it's called take sacred Pause." And even if you in protest, as a black man, Anthony J, if you decided that you were just going to be happy and relieve yourself of that stress, that is protest, you know, You took sacred pause for yourself because you acknowledge that as a black man, that's not a privilege black men have, you know? So I appreciate all the people who have fought, continue to fight, get exhausted from fighting, but still go on and, you know, try to get their sanity and wrap their heads around it and continue to push for the efforts that we we need to see, even when we had... um, Franca on and we talked a lot about our voting, like the voting system, the party systems and the inaccuracy and the information that we receive. Like, you know, we're all doing things to push the needle forward and get education because there's just so much that we're we don't know, but we have to act like we're experts on when it comes to like a Twitter debate, you know? So that's what I gotta say about that.
1: Yes. So that was our last item and our wrap up. Again, this is the last report card item, but we still have a report card episode, but we still have um, another episode for you before the entire season is out, classmates. Um, um, You're probably listening to us on SoundCloud, Apple, or Google podcast. Oh, hold on,
0: wait. I want to do a, can we pause that first? Okay. I want to do an end question because this is a wrap up. Okay. And then I want you to and then I want you to um get back into the social media. Okay. So you know, given everything that's going on in 2020 and how we've all had like a flip in our goals, um the things that we thought we knew mm. that would push us in 2020 or motivate us and like we've all seen a decline, like we've seen a shift, we've seen a change in even our workplaces at some point. I want to know um, I don't know if it's too big to say what lessons you're taking into 2021, but what what are some things that you're taking into 2021 that you're getting rid of in 2020?
1: I think 2020 made me really... I think I had a good rhythm going, right? And it, it took me a while to get a good rhythm going for myself, and um, I didn't wanna let go of that. And it's just like, no, you gotta do all different stuff in this pandemic. And what I mean rhythm, but like this is when I'm most productive, this is likely when I need more self-care, this is when like how much I do outward facing things and be with other people by myself, like all of that rhythm needed to be changed, right? And so um, I think that something that I'm still practicing, but i'm learning is that those rules from when you weren't in a pandemic aren't the same here and you have to give yourself grace and you may not know why and so there were times where it's like oh i'm working today i feel like i'm motivated to do something but i can't sit in front of this computer screen i don't understand why and it's like just letting that be like this isn't normal um the same thing with the i had lots of internal battles with myself and wanting to be outside and wanting to do things right and that sometimes weren't always the um the safest things and even just being like i want to be with family you know what i mean but everything on the tv is telling me that i need to stay home in my apartment but i can't anymore and so there's all of these things that like you that weren't the things that you had to battle with and grapple with before that it's just like you got to accept that there's not a um there's not a best answer for it or a a best thing to do for it. And, and sometimes my, um, what my beliefs and what my morals are were at odds with like what my self care, what it felt like my self care needed to be. Um, and that the other is, um, sometimes the big wins or the things that, that count, um, aren't always the things that everybody can see. And so I had to do a lot of, I did some stuff that was pretty bomb that a lot of people didn't see though. Right. And so I also realized how much of like my checkpoints or you did something dope was based on other people also seeing that and also applauding that. And, um, it helped me put those things in perspective. I think that that's very important. And um, I thought that, and I did lots of like, put my head down and I'm gonna be in my zone and work on something before, but like this year really taught me how to do that and really be in it and really get in the nitty gritty. I thought I was doing it before, but it's like, this is what it really is and what it potentially could be. So I'm taking that energy into 2021. It is a different, whole different way of like, this is how you focus. This is what meeting goals looks like. This is what um, um, a setback looks like. And this is okay. This is how you give yourself grace. All of those things I'm going to carry into 2021. Thanks for asking that.
0: I love that. I, you said a, a word, okay? You said a word. I want to um, say that I agree with a lot of what you said. I've been having more conversations with the people who are close to me that I love and i'm divesting i think that's the word i'm divesting more of um (sighs) having gratification from other people acknowledging my accomplishments Mm -hmm. you know there were certain places i wanted to travel to um there were certain people i wanted to meet like i challenged myself in 2020 with my intimacy journal. And I always correlated that to me finding love. Like, um, And I never understood what intimacy truly meant to me until I started going more deep inside and doing more of my work and um, channeling my thoughts to my own voice and not to other people's voices. Mm. Um, because it's easy to listen to everyone else and what everyone else's opinions are and invest in what they're selling. But it's hard to figure out your own voice. I mean, not hard, because I don't even want to use hard and easy because I feel like those words don't even describe the amount of challenge and relief you feel once you've overcome that challenge um so I um have been doing more intrinsic work than I I didn't even imagine um I am more into plants and stuff like that so I'm taking that with me because it I realize that makes me feel good that makes me feel peace I'm channeling more energy of peace um i was talking to anthony jay before we started recording and i told him that i planned on quitting my job and um i plan on working another place but i was so invested in my job because i know that the other place i want to work like i will be making way less money than what i'm used to And so there might be some sacrifices I have to make, but, um, I plan for this. Like I, I've done this before where I've made those decisions. Um, and I was reassuring myself that like me making a certain dollar amount was never a personality trait of mine, you know, like you don't see me walking down the street. And then I start talking to you and you think, oh, she make this like it's just it's not a, a human personality trait, mm-hmm. you know. So I had to divest in that energy of being so emotionally connected to money where I won't allow myself to realize my dreams. Mm-hmm. And so I'm taking the fears that I have had for the last 29 years prior to me turning 30 this year. I'm I'm turning those into challenges for me to overcome in 2021 and beyond because um, I've stopped myself from a a few things that I could have grown from all because of fear and trying to have the right answer for some people in my family or some of my friends when like you said Anthony there is no right answer all the time you know but that's the energy i'm working with you know 2020 had the ability to crush a lot of people's dreams a lot of people's livelihoods um but i want to channel that energy and continue moving in a direction that's healthier for me because i can't continue to stress myself out over things that like literally will not matter i've done that so much in my lifetime and i don't even i don't even need to move in that direction no more like Mm -hmm. so many things i remember like going to college and trying to graduate college and me stressing about certain things like that and now like i barely think about some of those things Mm -hmm. and so it's like i have to divest my energy and my thoughts um my time, my attention in those things and be more productive for what productivity looks like for me in terms of channeling my energy, my thoughts, my love, and my intention into things that are going to help me flourish. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm taking into 2021. Um, yeah, it's going to be intangible. You won't see it exactly. You'll probably see more of it because of what's going to happen with our show but um for what you don't see don't worry about me I'm gonna be good you know
1: and and something that like we haven't said yet that people tend to want to do is be like you know we had the episode I think it was last year that was like the new year new me kind of thing But the reality is, even though people are like 2020 has been trashed, 2021 is going to have a lot of the same things in it too, right? And so while we've been like, we want to get over it, just because that ball drops, that pandemic isn't going to be over. We still are going to be physically distant. Like a lot of things that made 2020 trash are so hard for us is still going to be there. And so um, there's... But keep practicing with what is here. And I, I think what's different is there's, we have a way to be like, let's close that chapter and let's start this next one. And I think what's also going to be different for, for me is being like, this is still continuing on. This is a new year and you really need to like bring these things here because we have a good, which is a healthy thing that is like, I need to let this go, let this go, let this go, let this go. And I think what's going to be different this year is like, I actually need to bring a lot of these things along from the last year that's going to help me get through this weird time period so
0: yeah if you can't change certain things around your environment just yet and it takes more time then guess what you do have the ability and the time to change you
1: yeah and something that they were saying at the beginning of the pandemic which frustrated me um is that, like, we're all in this together, (laughs) which is comforting, because we are, when you find people that are in, like, situations like you, everybody's not in it together, like, they would be, like, we're all in this together, and, like, Ellen's, like, me, too, while she's in her mansion, you know what I mean, like, we in something, you in something else, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. but the continued conversation, I think, needs to happen, and I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, people were, like, oh, I'm frustrated, and it was cool to have the conversations, and I think, that fell and it changed and it made this unspoken expectation that you should have this down pat by now, or you should be used to it and be a, like those conversations about how weird things still are, are strange and not normal. Those don't happen at, at the same um, frequency as it did before. And they still need to go on. Um, and I hope that that carries into 21 and, and we see more of that, but there is a like, this is the way things are done now let's keep it moving it's like yo no like I lost my like being able to perform on a stage was part of my self-care I don't have that right now traveling was part of my self-care like those things are still and there's not a there's you can find little things to get you by but there's not a real substitute for that right No. we still need to keep on talking about how we're struggling to do that and trying to find like the little pieces of the things to get us by um in these times. So, thank you for that question.
0: You're welcome.
1: (laughs) That right there is a whole episode on itself. That whole rant could be a bonus right there. We will. Um, check
0: in with No Class. But he's going to tell you our social media where you can find us.
1: Yes. So, you can find us if you're not already listening to it or didn't know. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts at No Class Podcasts. When it comes to social media, we're also on Facebook and IG at No Class Podcast. If you are on Twitter, we are no underscore class podcast. If you like to tumble, we are on Tumblr at no dash class podcast. And you can email us at Podcast at gmail.com. We ask that if you listen to us, that you rate us, you give us all the stars, you give us comments, you give us feedback. And we ask that you become a monthly sustainer with No Class, right? That you decide that this is the podcast that resonates with you and you would like to make some compensation and give some of your dollars so we can continue to do our thing and bring you good content, bring you good conversations, and we will appreciate it. You will make the honor of, it. I'm letting you know now. So um, thank you all for um I wanna say thank you for your listenership um, through our 2020, following us on the social medias, liking us on all the things. Um, I'm not gonna give the big like goodbye speech because like I said, we have another episode with you for the season, but it is kind of like a wrap up of 2020, and that's something that I wanna say and put out there. You have anything to add, Chantel?
0: Uh keep on keeping on <laughs>
1: <laughs> short and tweet. Okay, y'all stay melanated, hydrated, and glowed up, and we will see y'all next time.